0: Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Manhattan. (laughs) Brooklyn. (laughs) The Bronx. (laughs) Staten Island. (laughs) Queens. (laughs) Uh, Westchester, Connecticut, Jersey. July twenty sixth, we it's the real are headlining our own live podcast at the Highline Ballroom. Tickets go on sale. Uh, tickets are on sale right now at it's the dot com. <laughs> uh, if you guys enjoy the podcast, and I think a lot of you do, based on the numbers and all the feedback that we've been getting, yeah. If you keep coming back, come see us in person. And it's gonna go be a lot to of fun. The Highline Ballroom, July twenty sixth, New York City. Yeah, uh, tickets if, are on sale. At even if you're real. not from any of those places. We welcome you to our city, our city, New York City, July 26th, Highline Ballroom. It's the real A Waste of Time Live. Jeff, how was our week? Our week was good. I'm glad that I get to decide. Yes, uh, it was Our all right? week was we're good. good. Right. We saw the rapper Casanova about 45 times. <laughs> so that was fine. That was good. What, does does that time... say more about him or about us? I feel like we're in the right rooms. He's probably wondering... What we're doing there. Yeah. Now he's always warm. It's nice to see him. yeah. Uh, we saw him at the went to Playboy Cardi's uh video shoot for Magnolia. Oh, just it just off jump. Uh whenever we tell people this, we're like, Oh, we were at the Magnolia thing the other day and everyone's like, Oh, Magnolia Bakery? No. Really? No, this was <laughs> this is at one oak and it was a video shoot. In New York I'm yeah. Lily Rock. Yeah. Get cupcakes in my sock, all that. Pierre. Pierre yeah. was there. <laughs> Yo, Pierre. <laughs> Bunch of people were there. Uh Joel Santana, ASAP Rocky um, Nav. The Highbridge guys, right? <laughs> Highbridge. Yeah, A Boogie with the hoodie. And Don Q. Um, uh, Murder Beats we saw there. Yeah. A lot of people in the room. I feel like we're missing a bunch of people. But they were like, it's the real. We need you there. And we've been to these video shoots before where it's like, yo, we need you guys to be front and center. And then it turns out when they say need, it's like, you know, optional. All right, we need ASAP Rocky over here with like... A harem of of beautiful girls, right? And then and then somehow we didn't fit into that. They don't need the. We didn't fit the into the vision cameo. Yeah. So uh, we were ready to Millie Rock though. Yeah. On on uh, real sturdy. Yes. Anyway, we saw Caston over there. Yeah. Uh, we saw him at the Two Chains listening at Up and Down. We went to two Two Chains listenings this week. Right. The uh, first one got shut down by the fire marshal, which was a well, surprise. I mean. <laughs> It was especially for Def Jam employees who couldn't even get in the building. We, we were in there, and we were on the inside looking out. 2 chains couldn't even get in. Not for real, for real. We did see him, so that was nice. Then we went the next night to the rescheduled listening party at Up and Down. Yeah, at a place that the fire marshal did not come <laughs> into. Uh, Casanova was there. Yeah. Again. And then we did the Vibe. Yeah, it was the Fresh Pack tour. The Fresh Pack tour. Uh, Gramercy Theater. We showed up on time. Which it was, was like... Dumb. Yeah, just a mistake on our part, because... But, but we were opening up, because... Well, yeah, so so uh, the Fresh Pack tour, Casanova was the headliner, and it was about 30 rappers before him, all of them were from the Bronx, and then there was us. Also, shout out to It's Biscuit, who was hosting... Who said that we were from South Bronx. He he... gets on stage to introduce us. And says, my guy's from the South Bronx. We have to get on stage and correct him. Like, you know, come on, guy. I feel like we're not from South Bronx. We're from the south of Bronx. (laughs) Shout out to everybody who recognized us, who called out It's The Real from the audience. People had a great reaction. Everyone should go make sure to listen to Teddy Bear Fresh on all streaming services. Our debut album, Teddy Bear Fresh, featuring currency and smoke dizzle on this song called sugar high which is really 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 taking off on spotify go check that out on spotify apple music pandora soundcloud youtube am i missing anything else yeah you're missing google play because that one guy <laughs> in the comments is gonna get mad at you uh and amazon music i think that's the thing right uh it's the real teddy bear fresh go stream that let us know what you think I did want to take a second to acknowledge um, a guy from this industry who uh, a lot of us knew. Um, he was very close to Jadakiss. His name was Jay Jackson, um, more commonly known as Ice Pick. A really great guy, a really tenured guy in this business, and a guy that a lot of people leaned on. And um, I mean, everybody from the Rough Riders. Yeah, Rough Riders, um, D-Block, um, a lot of Def Jam people. Star Trek. He, uh, Pharrell was you know, his boss for a while. Um
1: we saw I mean, Jay
0: in Philadelphia. We saw Jay all around New York. Orlando. Uh, a really great guy. Gone too soon from cancer. You know, Swiss Beats wrote really nice posts. Uh, Clark Eve. Kent. Just a ton of people. Um, and, and you know, we just wanted to add our thoughts to that as well. Yeah. Uh, much love to him and his family. Yeah, and a wonderful friends. guy who will not be forgotten. If you don't know about Ice Pick, do your research. Go find out. Um, you know, there's a lot of people who go unnoticed. We like to put... Those type of people on this podcast, Jay, would have been an excellent one. Um, Rest in peace to Ice Pick, Jay Jackson. Today we have Irv Benitez on the podcast, the creator and force behind Brunch Bounce and the greatest day ever. Yeah, we talked to him about growing up in Queens and wanting to be part of the music industry in a big way. You know, growing up listening to Jay-Z and Nas and ending up working at Foot Locker, which is not part of the music industry. But he does meet Just Blaze in a hilarious way. And then he gets an internship at Rockefeller Records. He turns that into touring the country on a Segway. He turns that into working at a bank. He turns that into creating Brunch Bounce out of this tiny party that no one else was doing. And he has turned Brunch Bounce into this big sort of festival every summer called... The greatest day ever. Yeah, which is actually two days, so it's the greatest days ever. That's right. It's, it is it is like a carnival setting, as in they have rides, they have huge guests, they have great DJs, Diplo, Dylan Francis, DJ Esco, Kyle, Post Malone, The Internet, Tunji Ige, uh, Westside Gun Conway, and a bunch more that haven't been named yet. Among other things, we are giving away two tickets, two weekend passes, July 15th and 16th, to The Greatest Day Ever. If you go on Twitter and you shout out It's The Real and Greatest Day Ever, we will pick a winner from that. It's going down July 15th and 16th in the Bronx, New York City. If you can't get the two free tickets that we can give away, go to thegreatestdayever.com and get your tickets right now. Also, July 26th. Yeah, we are going to be on stage doing our live podcast. We're going to have a bunch of guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going down July 26th, Highline Ballroom, and you can get your tickets at... It's the real Jeff, when do you want to get into this podcast, right now. Yo, what up? It's Eric, aka Push and Drops, aka Vizine. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, aka Ancient Sweet, aka Diabetes.
1: Yo, it's Irv, <laughs>
0: aka. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I can't get it. <laughs> hey, Irv's here. Yo, this is a waste of time this. Is the real. Irv, <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? How are you? How are you dealing with the heat out here? Yeah? I fucking love it. Are Me you too. the type oh, to go lighten? down to the subway? And just like it's like 120 degrees down there, what treated like a sauna, and you're you're good. <laughs> No, nah, I mean, I don't complain about it. I just I
1: just like become one with the heat. Oh, no. Right? That's I mean? so like, zen. Yeah, we, or yeah. dumb. That's the only way that you can actually get through it. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody just complains about it and everything, but I fucking love this shit.
0: You're a uh, New Yorker born and raised. Born and raised. What'd you do during the blackout? Like what was that? 2006? Oh, or was it that th- that early? 1979? That's right, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> 1979.
1: Um I was working at AT AT&T Wireless right before they merged with Singular. Mm -hmm. It was on 53rd and 7th. And I remember I had stepped out for lunch and I was like, I was going to go pick up a video game from Toys R Us in Times Square. Yeah. The blackout happened. And it was fucking hilarious to me because like all these like tourists were like stuck on the Ferris wheel in Toys R Us. They didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I'm like, man, I could really just jet out of here with as many <laughs> video games as I want. The alarms would not go off. Oh my God. And at that point, nobody knew, obviously, that it yeah, was like yeah. a blackout. Yeah, like, but
0: if you did that, you would have had a real long walk back oh, for home.
1: for <laughs> sure, 100%. But then, so then I walked back to the office and... How many video what, games did you have? <laughs> no, nah, I, I didn't buy it, obviously, and I didn't... It's fine, there's, a, there's this, statute of limitations itself, <laughs> but you can talk about it or. Uh, so after that I, I went back to, to the office they were like you know th- your bag's gonna have to stay here obviously I'm not going back up to like the 28th floor or oh, my. and uh, I had to walk from 53rd and 7th um, I walked to the 59th Street Bridge. People were being cool and, like, you know, if they had like a pickup truck or something, like, people were just getting on the back or whatever. Wow. And I managed to get on somebody's pickup truck across the bridge. And then I got off and walked from the 59th Street Bridge on the Queens side all the way damn near to LaGuardia Airport. Holy Jesus. shit. It was insane.
0: It was crazy. You're from Queens. Yes. Where in Queens?
1: Uh, born in Corona, moved to Jackson Heights, lived in Jackson Heights till I was like 12, 13, then moved to East Elmhurst. So, Queens, like the yeah. whole, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like literally um, grew up, I could have walked from like,
0: yeah, like three, four blocks to LaGuardia Airport. Did you have a favorite Queens rapper? I mean Nas. G- I guess. Yeah. I, you're like, I don't know. No no real feeling about it. Obviously,
1: you know, super like, you know, Nas, Mob Deep, you know, enjoyed the Cool
0: G rap. Um mm-hmm. You know, love for L.L. L.L., of course. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, and now just like Bronson is just like right. the god.
0: But do you grow up where like everybody is like, yo, like these guys grew up, you know, from this section of Queens or that section of Queens. So we got to listen to them and rock to them and the whole thing.
1: Um, You know, you know, what's funny? Uh, Play from uh, Kid and Play. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Had a barbershop out there. And I remember like I was a kid and like. My I was getting a haircut and like my chair spun and like spun in his direction. It was him like next to me and I was like, oh shit! It's That's a dope. Play. That's like, a- did you tap your feet to him? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But but <laughs> going back into like the history, like Eric B. Is from around there, um, Malcolm X, uh, salt and Pepper hmm Malcolm um,
0: did uh did not rap. He did not rap, not <laughs> but it, yeah, from, East Elmhurst. Right. No, no, no. from yeah. East Elmhurst
1: I think I think that's <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, that's the house that they like fucked up. Oh whoa. Whatever. Yeah. I think so. I'm almost certain.
0: Before you got it real serious there, yes. um, I was going to make a joke about Malcolm X uh, <laughs> getting a record deal by any means necessary. <laughs> nice. Sam wasn't there? No, nah, I wasn't there, but he did, he, he did live there at some point. He's at any means necessary. Yeah. So it's you and uh, you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a brother with
1: 13 months apart.
0: Younger? Yeah. Your first job was where? Where the fuck did I work?
1: My mom, I, my first job ever was handing out flyers like for a furniture store like on Queens Boulevard.
0: Wait, Promoting? Like, no no no. Yeah, yeah, no, um, what do you know? Yeah. Right? Like, come get this fucking convertible <laughs> yeah. sofa or whatever. Yo, party at Fileen's tonight. <laughs>
1: so you see you coming coming to America where like McDowell's is? Yeah. yeah that's yeah. Queen's Boulevard. Yeah. So like yeah. up and down like Queen's Boulevard. Yeah um furniture store flyers or whatever that how'd was you do first job dude i used to dump them shits in a fucking sewer no and no. go play basketball no pretty much <laughs>
0: so you were killing it killing it. <laughs> yeah yep. you got the word out, got it out. <laughs> but graduating college you end up working for uh at&t
1: yeah graduating college uh worked for at&t wireless um before they merged with singular then they merged with singular Lost my job. But was um, that
0: was that where you saw your life going, like in, no. in total? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, like no.
1: what did you want to do? I wanted to work in the music industry like for sure i interned twice for rockefeller twice twice yeah,
0: yeah why twice
1: well bec- well two semesters oh I gotcha yeah, yeah, two yeah. different people two different departments like, yeah. yeah it wasn't like things, you were just like,
0: like you know fired in a terrible not, way not, and then not, you came not, back with like a mustache all, man. it was
1: crazy the way i got the internship too i was working at um Foot locker on 34th street and i had one a two-way page or a Skytel mm-hmm. from Hot uh, Ninety Seven. Okay, and um, dude, the ship wasn't even connected. Okay? I just had it right. And um, doorstop. Yeah, yeah. So wait, how many times it,
0: did you call up to get that uh, that page?
1: Yo, I figured out. I figured out how to win
0: them. Like I figured out
1: how to. Yeah, like you know
0: somebody. You know one of the DJs. That's how you win. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just, there was just a pattern to the contest. Like they announced them at like within the first ten minutes of the hour, and then you just have to call like you know like at the twenty-minute mark around there. Right. before Wait, do you or right believe that there's it.
0: really? I mean, I don't know anymore. Ninety seven callers that I, Yeah. I, really? For sure. Yeah? Yeah. They have those definitely, things. Definitely. They have the um the, the not routers. I don't know what the words well, are. I, I, I
1: only know because <laughs> I I test I figured out the pattern and there was a lot of times where it was like <laughs> 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 ninety-three and I was ninety-six. <laughs> I'm like
0: fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean but Just, you won them you won it I won twice the Hot Summer. Twice. twice Wait, yeah. uh, the pager the pager and I won the um, Summer doing, Jam tickets <laughs> and, oh, I won Summer Jam no I didn't did win. you win a, a trip
1: to Hot Night Jamaica <laughs> <laughs> I wish, it was like they were giving away 97 keys and you get to put them into the engine of, like, a Hummer. Like, my Hummers were, like, popping. And if it turns on, it's yours. I just wanted it to sell it. Oh, I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to sell it and buy Smart a Smart man. You're going to flip keys. Yeah. yeah. Um, you they know, were, like, 75 grand or oh, something for sure. like that. Expensive. Also, he lost 97 keys. He <laughs> <did>? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Also, that's a lot of gas money right there. It so is. why would anyone want to have that anyway? I had, a, I had a college roommate who, after college, bought an Expedition. And then, like... You know, had it when the when the economy turned, and it was just like, yo, that's terrible. Yeah, a what do you terrible, do with that? Terrible thing. Bad investment. You could live just, in it. You could live in, you it. Live could. in it. There you go. Smart. <laughs> it's not a Pontiac Aztec, but you could certainly live in it. <laughs> so you're working at Foot Locker.
1: Yeah, I was working at Foot Locker, and um, this dude comes in. And I noticed that he had the pager, so I just kind of struck up a conversation with him, just unrelated to sneakers or whatever. And we're just talking about the pager, just you know, having regular convo. Pager talk, <laughs> pager <laughs> talk. you know. And um, he was telling me, I was like, "Yo, so what do you do?" He was like, "Oh, I work in the music industry. I'm a producer." Yada yada yada. And I'm like, "Oh, that's dope. I'm, I'm actually looking to get into the music industry, man." And he was like, "Oh, word." He was like, "Yo, I could probably hook you up with an internship." I said, "All right, cool." And he was like, "Let me get your math." And I'm like, "My shit ain't even connected." But, <laughs> <laughs> but let me get yours, yeah. you know. Whatever, and I hit you up, and it turned out that it was um, it was just Blaze. Holy shit! Yeah, before Blueprint, holy, before, up, oh, before the like, Lamborghini, before, before Yeah, yeah. Long, I remember it was like FOB Entertainment or something like. Long that. Long braids and yeah, yeah, yep, wow. Yep, yep. Do you remember
0: what kind of shoes he was picking up? I don't remember, probably Air Force Ones or something
1: <laughs> like that. Like everybody would come in, like Fat Joe, Jada Kiss, everybody would come in, from, like, and come out with like boxes. Like, yeah. Like, sneaker shops. 20, <laughs> 20 <Yeah>. 25 <laughs> boxes of like Air Force
0: Ones. Wait, was, was a, the power out? No. Okay, so they weren't stealing. Uh, <laughs> so wait, you got you got Just Blaze's information, and yeah, did, he got me an internship. He got it for you. Yeah, yeah, at, uh, at Rockford. Crazy, Polo, which is crazy. So I tell him about it now, and,
1: and I, he says he remembers, but I don't. <laughs> but I said thank you. eventually.
0: first day of your internship, you go into a twenty five Worldwide Plaza. Yes, sir. Wow, what and, are you wearing? I forgot. Air I Force Ones? No, I <laughs> yeah. I have absolutely no... You like, got your pager hooked up?
1: That shit, that shit, that time was like a, a blur, to be honest with you. Like, I remember, obviously, going up there. I don't even remember what I was doing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, like, like, I honestly do not remember because I was just, like, happy to be there sure. and super, like, in awe. And um, and you had
0: no music business experience no, prior to
1: that. None except reading some books <laughs> and Source and double XL back, like, front to back. Yeah. That's it. You know? yeah, I was we're, a super fan. I was just like, you know... Um, just very much into music. I literally listen to not just hip-hop, like, everything. Led Zeppelin, uh, Jimi Hendrix, like, everything. And I was like, man, I, I think I have, like, a good ear. I could be an A&R or something like that. How many drugs songs. were you
0: doing when you were listening to Jimi Hendrix and <laughs> Led Zeppelin? <laughs> None at all, man. To be honest, like,
1: I have some, like, not crazy but just like the stupidest like drug stories like i'm not a weed guy right right shit like i remember one time uh i went to my friend's my friend's house and um we were all playing like video games and we started watching a movie smoking one blunt smoking the next blunt i literally just like fell asleep so they thought (laughs) it would be funny as hell like i told them i said yo you know uh, i gotta be home at a certain time whatever so after we smoked i fell asleep and um these guys I found out afterwards they, I wake up and it's like nine thirty, ten o'clock at night or whatever the shades are dro- like it's dark I'm just like what the fuck is going on I'm like yo what time is it, what time is it? and they're like yo it's 9.30 I'm like oh fuck I gotta get out of here and I run for the door and I open the door and it's daylight outside oh shit I come back to the room they're cracking the fuck up they forwarded the clocks they drew the shade that shit was so fucking funny man shit was hilarious man. but um, yeah I'm not, I'm not a big weed person like here and there recreationally but nothing crazy
0: so Rockefeller Records, what what time period are we talking right here?
1: It was. I mean, I remember like in state blueprints. Prop- <laughs> Would you say what it is, blueprint <laughs> one, blueprint two? Or uh, I think it was between when did when did like all the state property stuff happen? Because they they were like it was between one and two, no? Uh, or after two?
0: I think it was around one. So like two thousand one. Okay, so yeah. around
1: that time, like when state property, like because I remember freeway and beanies. Oh, crazy! And all that stuff. So. Were they in good moods? yeah Yeah, okay good always (laughs) super like fun and like jovial up there everybody's always in a good mood good mood like just that's a good one like laughing at like how fucking rich they were yeah just like you know did you (laughs) and did
0: you see dame did you see jay dame
1: his brother bobby dash yeah Um, bobby digital dash uh bobby uh shaka was there um a whole bunch of people and Uh, how many
0: pairs of pro keds did you
1: get (laughs) Uh I I I honestly didn't ask for anything. All I ever asked for was Jay's autograph and that's it.
0: And did you get it? Yeah. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that that could have gone in
1: two ways. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. hundred (laughs) percent. Nah, he was totally chill about it, you know, and I just like you know, just thanked them for like reasonable dialogue. I I, like listen to that shit like front to back front to back a million times you know what i'm saying it just i don't know for me it was motivational not like in the sense that you would think like yeah yeah just by the way just aspirational yeah Yeah. Yeah.
0: to flash forward a little bit what'd you do when when the jay and Nas beef happened yes this is a very good question um you're a queen's guy yeah (laughs) i know
1: i felt i felt torn like i felt i bet i felt like man i was definitely like super like jay-z stan or whatever but also like Nas is like you can't you can't come on it's Nas. so i i kind of felt like things went off the deep end with the whole super ugly jay-z oh yeah yeah that'll do it it. yeah (laughs) um yeah super ugly you know it was funny they there was a contest they were running and um they were uh they were giving away a jersey or something like that, so I was supposed to go to Genesis and buy a jersey to give away to the winner. Uh-huh. And I was going to get an Iverson jersey. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, yeah. if you know, yeah. you know. If you don't know, you th-
0: was was that was that why your first internship? I was like, I So I <laughs> called over there and I
1: was like, yo. So they got Iverson. I'm gonna pick that up. They're like, no, 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 no.
0: What happened between your first internship with Rockefeller and your second? Uh, yeah, it was
1: just in school. They were back to back. It was like. From did one in the fall, took some time off, did one in the spring. Gotcha. Just different. Doing did different, they
0: remember you when you came back? Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, when
1: I went back, I worked for like new, what they called new media marketing, working with like uh, with John Bartelson. John Bartleson. Trying to work That's on, right. Like affiliate marketing and shit like that. Meaning what? um they were trying to find partners to just you know leverage and do cool shit with really and put their content their like albums on like hey put banners on this site that site whatever it was like that kind of thing
0: and uh at the time you're going to baruch college how was that baruch was awesome uh i i remember
1: when i first went there it was when the campus was more spread out like there was a building on like 18th street 23rd street 28th street you had, to, you had 25 minutes to get from like building to building like <laughs> if you you had a dope schedule if you were like on 23rd and 18th yeah. but I remember one semester I had a schedule that was like 28th 18th 28th 23rd oh man it was a insane <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly it was a full-fledged workout but um uh it was cool though I was across the street from the source like, the source office? Yeah. So whenever i see the magazine on the stands, I would just run up there and be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I can't find this shit. Where is it? And they're like, all right, man, here, just take one, dog. It's cool. You're in
0: school studying what?
1: Uh, corporate communications.
0: And could you apply any of that to your internship or vice versa? Um. Well...
1: I think it was I I took corporate communications for two reasons one um, I had an interest in marketing advertising PR all that stuff and I thought that corporate communications was the broader one that can kind of apply to all of them mm-hmm. and also because it the the type of degree it was you didn't have to take like all these insane math classes like i hate math stuff. yeah i just took cal and i was pre-cal and cal and i was just done with got it. through but otherwise you would have to take i would have had to take a bunch of math classes and i wanted no parts i almost got kicked out because of math <laughs> like all types of shit so my first semester my father passed away that was super tough um and then, like, You know, all these Cal classes were, like, killing me or whatever, and my GPA got super low. I mean, I was, you know, obviously sad about my dad and just, like, a change in my life where I had to, like, work full-time now, help pay tuition, like, all that stuff. So I was working full-time, going to school full-time, yeah, and my grades were, like, suffering, you know, especially because of, like, um, because of math. And... Nobody told like I didn't you know when you first go it's like a newfound freedom. So like nobody told me about like dropping classes and this now I'm like, Well, if I don't show up, teachers will just like get the memo <laughs> like you know right. they'll, they'll drop me. Yeah. But I didn't understand that if they drop you, you know, you get F. If you drop out, it's like a Were w. you living
0: on campus or are you no, living back at home?
1: Commuting. Like even like to this day, like I don't know anybody from college. Like wow. I, I couldn't tell you one person. It, it was I don't it, know anybody was, from your college either. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just in and out. Like, and that's pretty yeah. much like the pace of the school. Like if you were to go now and just stand on the corner. People just like come and go and come and go, yeah. and everybody looks like you know they just got somewhere to
0: be. Then your dad died. Mm-hmm. Who did you have to lean on besides your family? Like, where are your friends from home? Your like yeah. rock? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have you know, we had a, a, I want to say like two really close friends that I've known pretty much all my life or whatever, and just all super supportive. I had a girlfriend at the time that I was with for a long time, so um, it was you know as okay as it could be right yeah time, you right know what i'm saying um and then my mom more than anything was like super my mom and my brother but my mom was like super supportive like i didn't have to like lie to her or anything like i told her straight up like yo my gpa is like fucked up I'm yeah kicked out whatever whatever and she she just encouraged me it was like you know listen you can do this just go talk to a counselor see if there's any like work around or whatever and i wish i remembered the counselor's name but she figured out like a loophole and she was like hey look you know the grades aren't out yet um so just in case you know, your GPA comes back in low again. So go register for, you know, the math class, take it. If you get a C or better, it'll drop all your you know, whatever your previous, you know, F's were. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. So I registered for the class and I I just applied myself fine. I was like, all right, cool. Let me just do this and get out of the way. I got an A minus, and like I was like, all right. From that, that was like the turning point.
0: You got an A minus me. in math. Yeah. Oh. I was like, okay, that's cool. so terrible. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. That's yeah. fuck math. So after that. Yeah. You that, love I, math now. Yeah.
1: After, well, no. I, I was just after that. I was just like, all right. Well, that was the most challenging class I've taken. So if I got an A minus in that, I can, you know, just. Kill it With everything else So I was like "All right, let me just Apply myself now And I think that You know once you Step into like that Junior year where you Actually start taking Classes that you're Interested in Right You know it just Kind of all clicks And makes sense And then
0: outside of Like school You know you love Rap where were you Going out Man,
1: I was more going to clubs and stuff like that. I never went what to clubs? Like, the tunnel or anything like that. But, like, I actually started partying like uptown, like more Latin clubs than anything yeah. else. So, so, a lot of freestyle. <laughs> no, no, actually, a lot of like just, you know, typical merengue, bachata, all that stuff, yeah. you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, partying in Washington Heights and in Queens. Um,
0: Yo, I love um, how you'll go wherever for a party. Here. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, far uptown. I went, I went to like
1: a couple of, the, like, I was at the summer jam with the, Summer Jam screen, obviously where that was like born or whatever, Michael Jackson came out and all that stuff. Went to a couple of summer jams, but I don't remember like going to like, yo, I saw Biggie at like the garden. Right. 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 (laughs) I saw Biggie in a basement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you graduate college and you're gonna have a uh a corporate communications degree Mm -hmm. and you end up working for AT and T are you using your corporate communications? yeah okay
1: yeah definitely i think that um so what they were what i was doing for them they were basically working on all the shit then that we're able to do now so i was doing a lot of like uh field research and just writing up reports and stuff like that on um just the things that people wanted to be able to do with their phones. Like, we used to go to not only survey people in the street, but like talk to reps at the stores and say, Hey, what are your customers asking you for? Yada yada. And it was, um, people were like, Hey, I'd love to buy a movie ticket on my phone. And I'm like, yeah, You're like, know, like, yeah, like, Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. luck. My friend. Never happened. Yeah. 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 you like, idiot yeah, want to make dinner <laughs> reservations and like all types of shit. And I'm just like, We're, we're all like fucking playing reversey, yeah, like, yeah, on yeah. Our <laughs> or whatever. And I'm like, All right, cool. That sounds like some back to the future shit, you know? But, um, um, but yeah, so I would write up those reports and stuff like that. Um, so what kind yeah. of phone did
0: you have at the time? Nextel. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. chirp. chirp yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, were you the the guy who could like text on your phone like while not looking, like while you're driving, you just know from the like. Not uh, even man. <laughs> like, nah, I,
1: I I was more more than anything. I mean, there was it was like limited, right? The amount of stuff you could do on that yeah. shit, and it was kind of annoying. Just like you have to press
0: two to <laughs> get to the letter, like yeah. three yeah. times yeah. or whatever. It's like I just remember like Nextel's being like they always felt like a trucker <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know like yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, that's yeah, what everybody yeah. wanted though those commercials I were very adding, very effective the first
1: one was huge man that shit was massive but then uh, as they started to get smaller they got cooler and then after Nextel's what well, with Blackberries and
0: yeah. Sidekicks and I stuff. signed all my emails with a sent for Motorola Razor" uh, <laughs> tag and people like Really have a soft spot for razors in, in 2017, 2017, and I yeah. I don't know why. Like it's a, it's obviously a joke. Like I have an iPhone, yeah. but like I didn't love Nextels at the time, but now I I love Nextels. Are you so, gonna switch up your signature? StarTech. I would yeah. I would switch it up to a Nextel. That's a good idea. I'm gonna do that. So hanging up a StarTech was very like. Therapeutic though What do you mean Like when you just like that Oh yeah click That, that, that <laughs> snap That snap was like Fuck you snap <laughs> like, it's just But working for AT&T You were traveling Around the country right
1: No 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 So after When AT&T merged With Singular I um, ended up leaving, but they had a meeting with this um, experiential marketing agency that they were working on something with, and I kept in touch with that person, and I ended up going to work for his agency. So then I started traveling around the country um, doing experiential programs for uh, Victoria's Secret Pink, for Nestle Butterfinger, for PlayStation. What did you
0: have to do for these companies?
1: Uh, Victor- I, I probably traveled the most for Victoria's Secret and also for this thing called the uh, Techno Overload Tour. Um, the techno, the Victoria's well, Secret. Well, how much techno
0: is too much techno? No, it was, it was like it was, <laughs> what is overload? <laughs> it was, yeah. it was
1: techno, K N O
0: W. Oh, oh, yeah, it was T-E-C-H a little, yeah. it's, it's a little nerdier yeah. than what I was. thinking. Yeah, 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 Misleading. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah, techno overload is going uptown to Washington Heights, and <laughs> yeah, that's when you get too much skrillex.
1: <laughs> Victoria's Secret was um, they were launching pink, and it was like catering towards the collegiate or whatever so they wanted to get brand ambassadors on different campuses across the country to have different campaigns so I had to go to different colleges and interview hundreds of girls. Well, yeah. Oh, so, what, a, what a. I know, poor a, Irv.
0: How do you do that and not come across as uh, a scumbag? I mean, they, they knew what it was for. Like, you know,
1: they were super nervous. That shit was hilarious to me. I'm just like, yeah, it's not that serious. Wait, did like, you sit at
0: a desk and like there was a line? <laughs> yeah, of girls? I honestly was.
1: Like, school would give me like a room to do it in and everything. And oh my just, God. And like, just come and, you know, just say why they wanted to do it and what value they thought they could add. Are like, you you a
0: Victoria's <laughs> Secret girl or not? Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much, you know,
1: but it was it was dope. It was fun. I got to go to places that I would have never gone to otherwise. Like. like- Indiana like, well, well, You want to know what Before I was like I was like Oh poor Irv Now I'm like Oh poor yeah. Irv yeah. <laughs> I went to like I I, go? I went to like Austin Texas That's cool yeah, I, That was cool. the first one I went to Did Austin, you fly right? to each of these places Or yeah, did yeah, you drive No 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 okay. I flew for um, Victoria's Secret I was flying everywhere For a techno overload tour We started in Quincy Massachusetts And drove like all the way to the midwest and like back just going to different campuses you and who uh me and like a crew of like four or five
0: in a what kind of car three
1: two cars a truck a big u-haul oh wow like a caravan of cars we would have to like show up on these campuses it was dope because they, they the techno overload tour was basically a bunch of electronic companies like featuring like their new latest and greatest products or whatever so you had like nintendo gibson guitars like all these different companies and we would literally like show up on campus at like four in the morning and like start Setting up all these tents and then demo everything the whole day and then break. So you it had all to have like a mastery of all these products. We all had our designations. Like we like I, thankfully, I was on segways. Oh wow! When yes. Segways first came out. Were yeah. you dope at the segway? I was dope! I was dope. Wait, wait, we
0: wait, dope. wait, wait! You, so would you like roll it up into all, the like the... Like literally all
1: like riding it all over like the footprint of wherever this was happening. Was oh, okay. Crazy. So I've
0: never ridden a segway. I've ridden it's the, dope. the the um Hoverboard. The Hoverboard. Hoverboards. Hoverboards. I've never ridden that. Okay, Ever. so I was going to ask, like, if it's easier or not, but, like, I bet well, it's the I mean, same yeah. idea, right? It's the same
1: idea in terms of body weight, but yeah. uh, the bars obviously make it a little bit, you know, you don't have to... How tricky is it at first, like, just it's, getting it's on? It's super tricky. <laughs> what, what's <laughs> the radius? Is the crazy shit is, like, you don't know how, like, how fast you're really... Like, you're in a yeah. car and it's like, oh, 15 miles an hour, like, come on, you're, <laughs> I can walk faster than this, you know what I mean? But you're on a yeah. Segway going 15, 20 miles an hour, it's fucking fast. Yeah, you'll kill somebody. 100%. Did you yeah, run definitely. into anyone? No. Oh. I, I, I... well. No, I didn't run into anybody. I, I was hit in reverse and I hit like this staircase or whatever. It was <laughs> funny more than anything. But other than that, it, it was cool. I got to ride those all over the campus and the campuses and that's it. It was dope. You I was more seg- worried for
0: the other students when they were like, oh, I want to try it. I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, Wait, but what were you doing? What were you pitching from the, from the Segway?
1: It wasn't even a, a pitch. It was just like, yo, check this out. That's all the companies really wanted for these college kids to like try their shit. Huh. You know what I mean. So Gibson would have like six of their new guitars, and Nintendo would have their new Donkey Kong game out
0: of like a truck. That was yeah. Set. So you get a little taste. Hopefully yeah, you come back exactly, and yeah. Go buy it. Yeah. Wherever. That's how exactly. Eric sells drugs. That's, I lost ninety seven <laughs> keys allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have this experience now. Um, you know, in your past, at the most successful, you know, rap label that there was at the time. Mm-hmm. Do you miss that? Do you want to get back into that the music industry? Yeah. yeah. Did you just leave it?
1: Well, at the time, behind? I, I always thought I wanted to work in the music industry until I was in it, and then I was like, you know what? I don't know, man. I, I get it now that like you got, you gotta pay your dues and work your way up and all that, but like at the time, I think because of the what the I guess uh, the American story and the expectation is like. Of what you're supposed to do after you get out of college and everything. I was just like, all right, so hold up. I have a degree, and there's like an intern, a kid that like interned when he was 16 and has been here for five years, and now he's my boss. Like, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Dude, you need, like, you know what I
0: mean? Like, <laughs> you, you needed to segue. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. I like that. I like
1: that. So, um, so, yeah, I, I was just, that, that just didn't, like, resonate with me. I was just like, yo, this is, that's weird, you know? Yeah. Like, I, how do I even explain this? Like, yeah, so I work at this, you know, record label. I don't get paid. But, right. You know, I have a degree, and you know, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. So I just went off into the field and tried to find a job and all that stuff. And my senior year in college, I was going to school full-time, interning, and working at uh, Nike Town full-time. Damn. So I forgot her name, man, but I met this lady from Bad Boy. And she knew the dude from AT and T, and that's how I got the interview.
0: So wow. music industry really did help you get yeah. work. Yeah. It just wasn't even necessarily. though you didn't <laughs> want to work in the <laughs> music industry. Yeah, yeah.
1: and now, I mean, and now it's like you know I kind of am in it now, you right? Know, just in a different capacity. Yeah, right. but
0: like you've combined your two worlds. Yeah. Whereas you know, instead of like actually working at Def Jam, working in the building, right. you know, working projects, right. now you're working with rappers in right. a in a more exciting way, probably, right. and, so and better paid. Segway yeah. life, you're out. And about around the whole country.
1: Yeah, I was. uh, So I, I did that. So I worked for a couple of, beyond that company doing those things, I worked for another experiential company or two. And then I ended up being the marketing director of uh excuse me the director of events and operations for um this company called CIN Productions. CIN was doing all the parties at like Deep Sundays and I was working for them during the big reggaeton explosion. Yeah. So they were booking a lot of those acts and they were packing rooms out, two thousand people at the Copa or at Latin Quarter or whatever. And um the record labels started coming to them and saying, Hey, well, you know, you clearly have a pulse on the Latino demographic. You know, why don't you guys help us with like marketing their projects and everything like that? So they needed somebody to come in and kind of nurture those relationships. So then they started looking for a marketing director, and I went in. You were that guy. And I only got. I only knew about the job because I had gone to their parties and they put it in one of their emails saying that they were hiring, looking for that role. So I went and interviewed and I got it. And um, so I started working with like all the reggaeton guys. Um, Tego Calderon. No, uh, D- Don Omar. <laughs> Don yeah. Omar. I worked with Don Omar. I worked Daddy with Janky. Daddy Yankee. Yeah. Hey. I worked with Daddy Yankee. He's a c- super cool dude. Um, I worked with the, Luisini Yandel and a couple mm-hmm. other guys. You That's know, dope. Them. Um, Nelly Lama Secreta, who produced all the big Noche de Sexo songs and all that stuff stuff. I yeah. helped him with his publishing deal and all those things. So, shit. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> Have you seen
0: Daddy Yankee's resurgence? I've uh, admired
1: it from afar. Yeah you know what I'm saying. I, I tweeted recently like it's crazy how Reggaeton has managed to keep the same beat for the past twenty years totally yeah. it's successful. The but it's a perfect beat. <laughs> it shows you that it's like with that it's like it's just all about melody really. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? So as long as you can come up with catchy hooks and dope melodies. You'll and then sometimes right. you have Justin
0: Bieber on them, you know, and <laughs> you'll have a hit. And that's it. You know? So you're the marketing director now.
1: Yeah, I was the marketing director over there. And what I did was I, I said to them, Hey, look, you know, I had this experience from doing all this experiential marketing stuff and every, you know, a lot of brands are trying to get the Latino dollar right now. So why don't you just let me see if I can, you know, be the bridge between corporate America and the urban Latin demographic. So they were like, all right, have at it. So so I managed to get um, Toyota, Toyota on board, Verizon, um, a couple different companies, just okay. to like do events and and sponsor them. What was so. the
0: What was the big like? company that like shocked you and you were just like you pitch it and they're like yes and you're like oh verizon yeah? Yeah, yeah yeah verizon was cool because you're an at&t guy <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: it was just it was just like the way that it all happened it was like yeah i asked for like a ridiculous amount of money they're like all right and i was like okay, fine cool. no problem um but they were they were because uh, you literally like, wanted to
0: build a bridge between yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> exactly just stack it up um but they w- CIN was doing team bashes at like X Bar, Jimmy's Bronx Cafe. Yeah, um, so they wanted to get in front of those consumers, so they came in and sponsored some of those team bashes. And
0: so from there, were you like, this is where I'm going to stay for the rest of my life? I was there for five years.
1: And so really,
0: yes, yes, the answer is yes.
1: <laughs> I mean, I love those those guys. Like they are now owners of uh, Don Coquille in Astoria. Oh yeah, they own Salsa Con Fuego in the Bronx. So they kind of do something similar, but just different with the restaurant element to it yep. which makes a lot more sense because it's like you know it's a one-stop shop you go you drink you dance all in the same place so it's it's to me it's a genius concept you right know? yeah um towards the end of my time there was when the economy kind of went to shit and, you know, everybody was in their homes and bad mortgages and all that stuff. So people weren't partying as much as they were. Sure. Why um, not? <laughs>
0: <laughs> seems like the atmosphere was great. It was like... Everyone saved their disposable right, income, right? Bottle, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: rent, yeah, yeah. bottle, <laughs> rent, you know, what do I do? So, um so yeah, so u- ultimately they decided, hey, you know what, we're going to switch gears. We're going to go into the restaurant business. I was like, eh, I don't want to do restaurants. I just kind of want to keep doing marketing stuff so i was again found myself unemployed um i did what i could like at the end i I actually started like you know beyond trying to get business for them and everything i was like working at the clubs like doing the door doing like every facet of my club you could except bottle yeah 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 i was in a bottle right (laughs) (laughs) you know saying but pretty much just like doing all those things at at, at the different spots that
0: they had so when you're working the door are you the guy that's saying like you can come in, you can't come in?
1: They never they never were, were like that. It was pretty much If you mining. have money then you yeah, can come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, unless that's you're a good like yeah. dressed like an absolute bum or whatever. But Yeah. That's how that's the rules
0: for our apartment too. <laughs> if if you pay then you can get in. Yeah. yeah. We don't care. Hard bottoms or you know. Like, like. Yeah. Hats. Yes. Yeah. I was I was
1: unemployed for a bit, let's say I want to say like seven months or something seven like that. Months. Like, it was fucking crazy. Thank God I had some money saved up. But yeah. when it starts drying up, that's when you start feeling yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. You know what I mean? And so I ran into a friend at a barbecue and he was working for Chase. So he I just was just like, dude, give me an interview. Like I don't well, even care what it is.
0: Where know? is your where is your diploma at this point? Like is Who it Who gives a fuck? You it, know what's <laughs> crazy? Yo,
1: dude, you know what's crazy to this day? Like Only one employer, one person who's ever interviewed me had ever asked me for a fucking transcript. So, like, I'm like, wait, you're telling me I could have just totally just, like, made this shit up? And and by the way, you can't. You can't make that (laughs) up. They they will find you. Yo, but only one person ever checked you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying it's, it's I was just wild like, but it's cool like for me it's like it's dope to have and
0: know right. that I got through that you know what but, I'm saying but, but you, even though but you, you don't need it kids yeah, I'm just kidding but even though you didn't have like any background that would be like relevant to Chase they were still like not yeah. only that yeah. <laughs> besides getting that A minus you were not great at math no I no. wasn't but I
1: was competent <laughs> enough I, could, I was good see I was good with like adding and subtracting money and percentages and shit like that yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what it is it, like here's the thing about working at a bank it's kind of like they, when you are walking down the street you see a Chase Bank whatever those are considered retail right? Mm-hmm. that's not corporate that's retail so you know they have you take an online assessment or whatever, and ask you all these like hypothetical questions. Like, if there's a stack of money in front of you, would you take it? Um. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know that I get <laughs> this job. Like, they would ask you like shit like that, and then you have like the math component. And it wasn't, it's not like it's not easy, but it's not like super hard either. So as long as you pass that, you're good. And then you go for your interviews. You meet with three different branch managers. And well, what kind of position <laughs> are you trying out for? here? It was just a personal banker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I got the job. I was a personal banker at, at the Chase on Astor. Um, yeah. across the street from the Starbucks by the Cube yep. so you know just opening accounts for like a bunch of NYU students and shit like it was pretty easy and you get commissioned so I was like alright I've always owed- any sales job
0: way- I hate how how easy you're making this banking <laughs> shit seem because now like our mom is going to listen to this and be like well why didn't these two yokels you know become bankers well
1: from you know what it was I always tell like um my younger cousins and just any young person that I talk to like if you I understand retail is the most flexible when you're going to school but fuck that work retail that has commission like why the hell would you why would you work retail if it's not with commission so Dude, don't you know, work at the Starbucks I mean I wouldn't say that but <laughs> if you if you had like those would be the first places I would go to, like I, if I had to do it all over again, I'd be like, "Yo, Bloomingdale's women's shoes, I want to sell. Right. Macy's women's shoes, I want to sell. Like, go for a commission, like get you know something in addition to you know whatever your hourly wages or whatever." So, but what I've about hip hop sketch like, comedy? <laughs> I mean, there's commission in that. So <laughs> there, there's not, but it's fine. <laughs> so you get the job. I got the job, and, and I was there for you know I was a personal banker, opening accounts, whatever, making commission. You know, I was I was I was all right. I was. Happy, but you know, it got to a point. So there's different like partners they call them in in the bank. So you have your 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 loan officer, you have um, your investment banker, you have all these different people. So I got cool with the uh, mortgage banker at my job, the loan officer, and this dude was just raking it like he was he was such a super chill dude very nice so I liked him on a personal level right. but he was just killing it like like if you left time, like a, a, a stack of money in front of him <laughs> he wouldn't have taken it <laughs> he wouldn't have taken it <laughs> no, no, no. but what happened was so be, all everybody started losing their homes Obama Came through with with this with this program that allowed people to restructure and refinance their loans. It was called the Home Affordable Refinance Program. It was a streamlined loan. All you had to do was like show pay stubs and shit for like two months, and they'd be like, "Okay, we're gonna adjust your shit so you don't lose your house," which was awesome. Yeah, and people mm-hmm. were beating down the doors trying to get their shit done, and it, this went on for like two three years. Like it was great. And so that's how this guy is making his. So he's he was I'm, when I hey, listen, man, <laughs> like yo, good money. Yeah. You know? But you would never know it, and that's what I love about him. He was was like you know this like braggy kind of guy Like he was just like totally chill about it you know right. hard-working you know family guy so he i was he was like hey can you, you know can you help me I, I had an interest in real estate i just always my dad's dream was always to buy us a, a house for the family yeah so I, I took an interest you know after he passed away i just started like looking at that stuff because i remember like he was he was you know always talking about it always wanted to buy a house and um he was waiting on like some money to come in like, like he, he was just like one day man one day so i started paying attention to that stuff so because i had an interest in it when i saw how he was doing it and i was just like yo let me let me work with you because we would get referral commission so anybody that sent to him that yeah. did a loan or whatever i'm caking so he was like yo i'm gonna give you all these leads call these people whatever Holy shit. and then got to a point where I was like, yo, dude, I need to make as much money as you're making. Um, I was like, yo, introduce me to your boss or something. He goes, yeah, next time he comes in, I'll introduce you. His boss was like, yo, if you refer him 10 mortgages for the next three months, I'll make you a mortgage banker. I said, bet. Done. Killed it. Easy. So I was only a personal banker for 11 months total. He put me in training right away. And then I, like, within a year, I was a mortgage banker. And that shit was insane so I made more money than I had ever made in my whole fucking life I was like yo this is crazy but I saved a good majority of it and you know it came to a point where, where I missed doing any something marketing or event-related or experiential, I should say. And um, that's when I started doing, you know, bunch balance on the side.
0: Oh, see, we could have been interviewing, like, a, a mortgage banker this entire <laughs> time. <laughs> it's way more interesting. You're like, though. I left my job, you know, getting all this money. and Meanwhile, like, I'm learning a lot about mortgages <laughs> which I never knew about. You're doing all
1: right now. Yeah, I was doing you're, all right, yeah. You're comfortable. Yeah, I remember the first time, like, the first check that because they think – the there's their research or whatever their numbers show that you know people that start off as mortgage bankers they don't know the ropes so they don't make as much money but they 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 had that formula for like traditional mortgage banking like what was going on at that time was not traditional in any way like right. that whole refinance shit was it was awesome it was yeah. great it was help I helped a lot of families from losing their homes and, and just like you know getting their mortgage payments down from like 6000 a month to like 2000 a month like wow. something normal yeah know? so shout out to Obama yeah Um. shout out to Irv yeah so I, I was helping these people with all these things but I was just like yo how do I help myself yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how, do, how do I how do I feed <laughs> the inner <laughs> experiential guy yeah. you know
0: and what was the answer
1: Um so yeah I, I started I just said you know I was hanging out with some friends uptown and um we were looking for somewhere to eat and I was at that like around that time I was hanging out in L.E.S., not Elias, in the Meatpacking District, and going to like these daytime like brunch parties and stuff. And then one day I was hanging out uptown, and there was nothing of the sort. So I um, was at a, with a friend at a bar, and I was like, "Man, it would be dope if there was like something like the downtown scene up here." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, it would be dope." And I was like, "Yeah, that guy over there looks like the owner." He goes, "Yo, go talk to him." I said, "All right, cool." What
0: made him look like the owner? He just he just <laughs> was
1: standing by the POS, like you know what I'm saying, like <laughs> just like punching numbers away. He just had
0: that like owner kind of swag to him. Or so whatever. what do you say? I mean, like. And by the like, way, you're a guy who sold Verizon on, like, you know. Yeah, things. so
1: I, I've never been, like, when it comes to, like, business, I'm not usually shy or yeah. mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think But that what
0: promises can you make to this guy? I was there
1: all afternoon waiting for something to open up, like, so we can go, you know drink eat have a good time or whatever and i just pitched them <laughs> on that fucking void i was like yo you have nothing going on i can definitely bring some people up here to hang out and, and drink and consume so it's ancillary money for you like why not and he was like all right just shoot me an email whatever um let's
0: talk about it did so- he appreciate the fact that you said you have nothing going on <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean it's not it wasn't a slight it was, the, you know, <laughs> it was like you know what i mean you like look around it's just empty guys- <laughs> <laughs> so um i was like yo look I emailed him. Wait, hold on. Yeah, we gotta take a break because of
0: the. No problem.
1: So um, I basically emailed the owner the same thing that I had told him in person. And he was like, all right, let's try it out. So three weeks later, threw a party Memorial Day weekend 2012. Oh, it's a big weekend. Yeah, man. So I just, you know, pretty much just invited people that I knew, like just word of mouth, like, yo, come through, ask some friends to DJ. And I mean, the first event my bo- my fucking tab was like 97 dollars, and we made like 125 it's just hilarious well you know yeah. <laughs> but i didn't care because yeah. i i wasn't like i had a job you I was were building something you know. that's right. not yeah. even it wasn't even the intention to be honest with you it was just yo let's just you know my friends were all you know everybody's like getting older doing their own thing and like these not are your friends out. from home or these just just friends like people that i knew like you know like yeah just my brother would be like, yo, bring so-and-so, and so-and-so will bring so-and-so. And, and then you're like,
0: come uptown? Yeah, come uptown. Let's come, come hang out. And it, it went off no problem. Had
1: a good time, great day, and uh, so much Would you so, say it was but, the like, greatest time? No, not yet. <laughs> not yet, my friend. <laughs> Is this like the spark that? That wasn't even like I was just like, all right, that was fun, that was cool, you know, and I was like, let's do it again. So we did it again the next month. Um, they didn't have a kitchen at the spot that I did it, so they actually got. Food oh, he really from, uh, had nothing going on. <laughs> I told you. I told you. Yo,
0: but you're a sucker for waiting for food. Then.
1: <laughs> I, no, I totally am. But just it wasn't even like that one venue it was like the whole like Dykman strip for the most part like they stopped serving brunch at 2 o'clock yeah. and mm-hmm. I was just like what the fuck you like, wanted something yeah you wanted a brunch as well, an all day brunch typically it goes what 10 to 5 right. 11 to 5 yeah. you know, that's what I was used to you sure. know you go to like Le Bain like they had that once a month party on a Saturday on the roof and it was like you know yeah, swimming six. with sharks or whatever yeah right? exactly yeah, yeah. you'd be there to like 5, 6, 7 o'clock or whatever and that's what I was used to you know so the next party they, they didn't have they had to get it catered from a restaurant next door <laughs> so the dude was like yo it, it wasn't as busy as the first one and he was like yo i didn't make any money so i can't pay you i was like yo look man i don't care about money i'm good right i just give me a hundred dollars or whatever to like pay a dj or whatever and it was more so the
0: principle like sure, yeah, yeah so he was right you're like, putting nah, in the work like it should be like, $100 on like yeah. i asked
1: him for a hundred dollars he like, said seriously. no he said no And since then, I have never set foot in that venue again. Like friends have had birthdays and be like, "Yo, it's my birthday." I'm like, "Word, that's what's up." I'm there definitely. Where's it at? Not going. (laughs) Do you do you stand outside? (laughs)
0: Nope. (laughs) Not even.
1: I I actually, you know what? I've just passed by and I've actually seen the dude, and I'm just like, I'm not. not going in. Not acknowledging you. Yeah, yeah. because I just thought that was mad petty, man. Yeah, yeah. of course. hundred dollars.
0: So after after that, where are you going to take it?
1: uh, I left it alone, and then I was having a conversation with um, with a friend of mine, Jose, and he was like, "Yeah, whatever happened to uh, to that party you were doing?" And I was like, "Ah, the guy was being you know a bit of a jerk, so I just left it alone, whatever." He goes, "Well, I'm DJing at Apartment Seventy Eight. You want me to just talk to that Jose and see if he'll you know let you do it over there?" And I said, "Yeah, talk to him, see what's (laughs) up." And he did, and he said yes, and so
0: I said, "All right, cool." my birthday party there as the first so, one. So now... You're a known entity, right? Like, not really, because I had only done Jose who's like, Yo, I know the earth can bring a certain something. Which Jose? (laughs) All the Jose, yeah, all the Jose's, right? No,
1: damn, that was like Tahiri Jose, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, well, think of your friends. (laughs) There's Felix. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) So, um, had only done two at that point, but yes, it was somewhat known. He knows that I can bring at least, you know, Apartment 78 wasn't even. All that big, you know? Right. Um, so the first one did it as my birthday, went well, did it again the next month. Another two friends' birthdays went well, did it again in November, got busier and busier. And it was like one friend would tell another and another. And then before we knew it, it was just like. Packed, and when know. did you coin
0: brunch bounce as
1: name? From the, the name? beginning. Oh, for real? From the beginning. I just called it that to indicate that it was a day party. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's really. Well, that's the brunch reason, part, you know. but how'd you get the bounce? <laughs> ah, man, I just, you know, just went together. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, all right, cool. This just kind of rolls off the tongue, yeah. if you will. Yeah.
0: How do you move from this weekend sort of side hustle mm-hmm. to it becoming your real job?
1: 2012, started. Just did it pretty much once when September came around, which is when my birthday is. We did it every month, and it came to a point where the biggest um, problem that we had was space. So the marina uh, was La Marina, La Marina. <laughs> yeah, La marina. my yeah, bad, yeah, my bad, dog. My <laughs> bad. You would know better than yeah, I would. That's mad play to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, La Marina was looking, had a date open, and they were like, hey, you know, do you want to do anything to, um, they asked uh, the owner of Apartment 78, he presented it to me, and I was like, yo, let's do it. So we went from doing 250 people, and that first time we did La Marina, we did 2,000 people.
0: 2,000. Yeah, it was crazy. It was a good time. How many Jose's were there? (laughs) At least, (laughs) actually... How many Joe Buttons were there? <laughs> yeah, Joe Buttons is dope, man. You guys got to
1: leave that guy alone. Man. No, we like, love I feel, Joe. I feel like I understand him, in a, like I guess in, in ways that most people don't understand them. We love because, Joe. We love Joe. You know, no, Joe's cool,
0: man. It's Joe Budon and, uh, and Mac Miller that we've worked with the most over our our yeah, decade-long so. career, yeah.
1: You guys, you guys have been on his podcast, right? We've been on oh, his, been his podcast. podcast. He's
0: been on our podcast. Dope. He's been here for our uh, sketches. Yeah, sketches. Uh, oh. We did like three of them with we've, him. We've we've interviewed him for MTV. We yeah. We just they did funny uh, watching we, him yeah. on
1: Everyday Struggle because if you listen to his podcast, mm-hmm. you understand him on Everyday Struggle better. But I think that most people either watch one or listen to the other so they don't really get it. that's a lot of Joe Button content. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But even with the whole Yachty thing, I was just laughing because I was just like, yo, Joe's argument style, you guys haven't picked up on it yet and I'm just like, isn't his argument style
0: just loud? Well, that's one thing but he just, let's call it passionate. Yeah, it either goes like really loud or like real soft. That's the thing. But if you think about it, Dan, what's up, Dan? How how are you?
1: What's up, man? Um, But if you think about it, uh, if Yachty would have just been like, I'm happy most of the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't have been an argument. <laughs> right. <laughs> he just said, I'm happy. He said, No, you're fucking. Uh. That yeah. Crazy, man. That show's so funny. But so. Um, but yeah, Joe, Joe actually came to. Uh, what was funny is one day he tweeted, I've never crowd surfed. And I sent him, a, I said, Really? I sent him a video of him crowd surfing oh at apartment God. 78. That shit was hilarious. Man. He was like, he was Whoops. forgot about that. Yeah. He was there. Oh, man. He was totally there. He was totally just chill. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. always, you know. Um, being low, but as low key as possible. But yeah. two thousand people.
0: Yeah, La Marina. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's a legitimate thing. Are you? Yeah. Yeah, are, we, point, are, are people like coming because of the reputation yeah. or because of the name or yeah. because I of? A, I
1: had a rep at that point because so apartment seventy eight at first didn't have a deck outside and eventually he built a deck. So by the time springtime came around, like we were able to get even more people in there, air quotes illegally. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout um, to all the fire <laughs> marshals out there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> um, so uh yeah people people knew about it i mean there were memes on the internet or whatever like you know it
0: was hilarious um and yeah uh, well there's a, okay. was, there's a lot of parties that go on in new york city what do you think defined yours what made it different from all the other ones
1: it was just super non-pretentious you know super inclusive very wide variety the music, our format, the format that we put in place was, you know, we would bring up seven to eight DJs and put a different DJ every hour, wow. um, and we'd program it according to, you know, how, we, how many people we thought would be there at certain times, and what the, like, kind of like what the vibe of the day should be. Shout out to you. I know that you are. Mm-hmm. Are, you, are you the acting director at this point? Of I curate vibes. I, I, vibes. I, I, I would say
0: I'm, I'm the assistant manager of vibes. Um, okay. we, we've had a, a rough couple of months um, at the company but I am still uh, I'm, I'm managing myself and I'm uh, managing vibes as best I can good luck my friend yeah, thank you thank you um, yeah, but so yeah
1: so we would we would just like program it that way and literally if you came from the beginning of the party to the end you would hear such a wide variety of music. Like, we ran the gamut, like, from, from start to end. And that was what different, DJs were you, know? you coming? We were, you, were you, it was all right, the homies. So, we had a uh, schoolboy, Ozone, uh, uh, Mr. Notorious, just like dudes that were playing New York, like, on grinding it out on a weekly basis, just yeah. like mm-hmm. playing different spots. Like, nobody. You know we didn't book any DJ like of stature until like 2014 when we did the first greatest day ever yeah but it was just it was more so about the environment and it was super organic and at that time not, not that that word has been like ran into the ground but it truly was you know one friend telling another and bringing another and it was it was awesome It was great I met so many amazing people that I'm still friends with to this day there are people that are Having a kid now that met there, people that got married. Wait, they had wow. kids at the party, yeah. Not at the party <laughs> they were conceived, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was a lot of practice that yeah. came out of there, you know. So, like,
0: brunch pass was the thing now. And well, th- I was
1: still working at, at Chase at the same time, it was still like a side. Did they thing. understand? Like, I didn't tell anybody, didn't no tell one anybody knew about shit. it. Nah. There you was did? one person that worked eventually, like, I went to different branches, but there was one person that worked in my branch that uh. She, that was cool <laughs> she came <laughs> yeah. she came to the party and she. I saw her she's like wait this is your thing I was like yes did you come with Joe Budden was she, was. she Dominican <laughs> she was she, oh, was, okay. she, was, she <laughs> <laughs> was she
0: totally was but um. But yeah like I I didn't I didn't make anything of it how did you transition from Chase to a full time gig did so, you go out in a blaze of glory
1: <laughs> I mean it got to a point where I just wasn't like I would find myself at work thinking more like it just became very monotonous right. you know on application same questions where are your tax papers blah 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 get an
0: appraisal it's like super monotonous and then when you would present those same questions to everybody at brunch bounds, so like you would have <laughs> like a more yeah. a yeah. better was, atmosphere yeah, yeah, sure. much better you know it just wasn't like
1: doing the mortgages and stuff like it was cool helped a lot of people but it was just weren't where my passion was so i found myself at work thinking more about brunch bounds and what i wanted to do next and where can i take it to next than anything else so you know i was at chase from quote-unquote nine to five or whatever till seven or whatever and then get home eat and then like work on brunch bounce related stuff to like two three in the morning you know what i'm saying i just would never really talk about it not even online like i I honestly think to this day that if i didn't have like brunch bounce in my bio you wouldn't know that it was me you know and that's fine that's
0: great you're like batman and like you're not the hero that we (laughs) wanted but you're the the one we deserve yeah yeah Yeah. 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 we don't all wear capes man
1: (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah so fast forward 2014 i had an idea during one of the it was like a snowstorm or something and i and i I said to my girl i said yo you know a lot of different parties were happening um here in new york city and i i told my girl i was like man it would be dope if you know we just like all had this one massive party like a super party like you know yeah and uh she was like yeah that'd be great so i i stepped to different people and, and different movements and was like hey you know, what do you think about this idea? Here's my proposition. I'll, you know, I'll put up all the money for this. Like, it's like a super group. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put up all the money for
0: this. If we take a loss. Sounds more like Ocean's Eleven, to be yeah. honest. You I know, was going to say it's I, like Slaughterhouse. <laughs> yeah, it is like the Joe yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The proposition was th- if we lost money, they didn't have to come out of pocket. Mm-hmm. And they also didn't have to put anything in to start it up. Well, like, so what they, I then what, my, what
0: are they bringing to the table? Well,
1: more so helping spread the word and right. getting to their respective movements, you know? Mm-hmm. And but all, you didn't think you were going to lose together. money. Um, I didn't know, okay. you know what I'm saying? But I just live kind of by the whole, I mean, my mantra is like I, I just don't want to ever see myself, I guess, like 20, 30, 40 years from now looking back. And not having done the things, like lamenting things that I should have tried or attempted to do or whatever. So I just I just always been like that. Do you you think any of that comes from your father's
0: early passing? 100%. Yeah, Yeah,
1: definitely. My pops died when he was 45. Wow. You know what I mean? So I'm like... And he was like... It wasn't like he was like, you know, bedridden or whatever. Like, it was just like, boom, from one day to the next. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, just... I I don't take life for granted at all. You know what I mean? So I I just definitely want to... I have literally have tried most of the things that I've wanted to do from uh, from a standpoint of like just things that I've aspired to do yeah like I've tried them all you know so going back to the greatest day ever which is what it wasn't called the super party which was what we were gonna, <laughs> initially going to name it but it was the greatest day ever it went you know better than I expected I mean we sold three, I mean, it was the greatest day it ever definitely was we sold 3,000 tickets in like an hour when we first announced without a location <laughs> without a lineup or anything were you and, worried
0: about like the website going
1: down um, I thought the ticket site had crashed because seven minutes into it, we put a 1,000 <laughs> tickets up initially. Mm-hmm. and um, You were like, the number must be wrong. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. because Well, no. People started calling my phone like five, six minutes into it and were like, yo, there's no more, there's no tickets. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. And you were so, like, you have to be the 97th caller. <laughs> 1-800-223-9797. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that the thing was down and then I called the, the ticket, the, t- the person that was handling the tickets and they were like, you know they're gone, and I was like, "What?" And so <laughs> I was like, "Yo, we'll add more." People are trying to buy right now, so we kept adding more and added three thousand total. We sold three thousand in like Man. an hour and change, so that was awesome. Yeah. And then the, uh, I mean, getting close. That was in I think February, March of that year. And then in Mar, in May, like a month before the event, the venue we were going to have it at didn't get their liquor license oh, so and that's, I was just like, that's not great <laughs> Nah, that's not so great how but do you find that out i was at a meeting for something mortgage related like on park avenue and a friend of mine said "Yo, i was doing some snooping around trying to figure out what this was like where this place might be and she came across and she's like you probably know this but i'm sending you the, the link anyway and I opened the link. It's an article in the Daily News saying the name of the venue. had lost their liquor license or oh. whatever. And I was like, what? Like, the venue I did didn't even know this. Me. Yeah. I did not yeah. know this. Thank you. Yeah. And I left immediately, went home, started freaking out, took the next two days off, and started calling, like, every venue in New York City. Were
0: those the greatest days off? <laughs> no, they weren't,
1: man. They were fucking terrible, man. I was freaking the fuck out. I called. I mean, I could tell you the capacity for everywhere in New York at this point. Like, I know. How many like, people could you fit in our apartment? <laughs> uh, yo, you could do a dope house party here. i probably a <laughs> good to a lot. 150 hey, shut up you can go. totally let's do 150. 150 move let's this we'll, table we'll, you're good we'll yeah. call Jose where, <laughs> where am I gonna
0: where am I gonna move this table to there's no space into, the, into the hallway Collapse yeah, it doesn't so yeah. so yeah so I, I called well, everyone what's the biggest venue you looked at in this time by like, the way you really are bad at math <laughs> <laughs> me? <laughs> 150 people in here no way yes for sure you, can fit, you can fit 12 people comfortably nah man come on you what's the biggest what's modest what's the biggest in a mansion y'all don't get it twisted what's <laughs> What's the biggest venue you looked at at that, that time? Uh, called Yankee Stadium. Called Yankee Stadium. Definitely Daddy Yankee Stadium.
1: <laughs> called Yankee Stadium. Uh, we were going to do it on the Intrepid. Um, <laughs> the New Balance racetrack uptown. Um, Man. Shit. Like, uh, armories all over the city. In what, the did, Bronx, were, what were the issues
0: presented for getting it on the Intrepid? The USS Intrepid.
1: The challenge was that they would let you do an event if it was... Uh, Patriotic. <laughs> 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 no, um, if it was in the evening, like six, seven o'clock around there, they didn't want to like shut down the whole museum on You're a like, Saturday. I'm like, why not? The whole Yo, point is a day party. Like, come yeah, on. You can why call not? it
0: brunch bounce at night. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, we do parties or after like hours. that. Right? Yeah. After <laughs> <laughs> well, it was. So That's sort of grown and sexy, <laughs> right? It works. It works. I like bottoms, it. no hats. You yeah, know, yeah,
1: yeah. We actually have a party called Night Bounce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,. But yeah, we we called everywhere. I, I really wanted to do the Intrepid, though. Yeah. Like, I really wanted to do that. I but like, you, you know,
0: ended up getting...
1: Uh, so the last four... Like, I was ready to, like, you know, just quit and just cancel it or whatever. We had 5,000 tickets sold at that point. <laughs> and I like I was like... At first, I was like, yo, I'll find somewhere. And then my friends were like, yo, just... Give it up. Forget it. Like, after the first day, like, yo, just, it's just not going to happen. And I was like, wait, one more day. And then, like, towards the end of the day, I was like, all right, like, this is fucking crazy. The last, literally the last phone call that I made were these dudes in Brooklyn. And they were like, hey, we can accommodate 400 here, but we think that this is, this is worth a conversation. And they called me back in, like, 15 minutes. And we're like, hey, so we are producing the Northside Music Festival. And we have 50 Kent. And they have dates available or they don't have the date that you have, but are you all right with moving it perhaps to like July? And I was like, yo, that's better than canceling. I'm like, how many people can I do max? They were like, yo, 7,000. I was like, all right, 7, cool. Fine. No so problem. I didn't know how the public was going to take it, how if people were going to be pissed or whatever. All said and done, we had to give out, like, 350 refunds, and we sold, like, 7,000 and, like, 50 tickets or something like that. So Great day. Technically, 7,300. But was whatever. it the
0: greatest day? <laughs> I, I
1: I definitely would say so. Yeah. Like, that was fucking awesome. And at that, after that went off, <coughs> excuse me, after that went off, that's when I decided to quit my job.
0: Were people at that point, because 7,000 tickets is, like, a lot of tickets. Mm-hmm. Do they know what DJs are playing? Like Oh, what? yeah, you
1: know, after, like, after, um, I think it was, like, a... Uh, a month we said who was playing we mentioned the location and all that and stuff which playing. ultimately to be honest I don't fucking remember like, <laughs> it was like Nick Cash Dubs Roxy Cottontail a couple of our DJs um damn who the hell else was that and the reason why I don't remember is because the original Molly. lineup say again cause you were on Molly no <laughs> <laughs> no nah, nah, man I don't fuck with that <laughs> we had to um we had to change. We lost. We initially had just Blaze, and we lost him because we changed the date, and he was going to go do wireless mm. in London, or he was going to do some, right, some somewhere yeah, in yeah. Europe, yeah. or something like that. Did um, he, he, he on your two-way? Oh, we had Pete Rock too. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Nah, <laughs> man. Um, we had Pete Rock. Uh Whoa. he killed it. He was fucking great. I bet. Um, a couple other people, man. That's dope. Yeah, it and was. It was dope. And and then at that point, I was just like, you know what? If we like, ultimately, was able to make it happen. In essence, working part-time if you will because like there were certain calls that are difficult to make if i'm like in the middle of like closing a mortgage and i gotta like like okay hold up agent you right, you yeah, right you know
0: what i'm saying or potential sponsor yeah. like can i call you at like nine right, <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean did you invite any of your clients nope. to the now? no <laughs> nope, nobody so full-time and you become a real company yeah so right then and there, I, I said,
1: you know what, this went over well. Um, I think that I owe it to myself to kind of see what I can do with it if I dedicate myself to it full time, 24-7. And so, you know,
0: we just how's, how's that worked out?
1: Pretty good so far, I'd say.
0: You're bigger and better than ever. You have been consistent. What haven't you done with this?
1: We haven't yet done it, but we're going to, which we'll is go to Europe. Um, we're doing wow. Paris Wow August 5th um, In St. Denis, France Official? Oh no, it's official Oh wow Yeah, yeah It's definitely happening We're doing a day party out there Which is Do they know what awesome. they're in for? Uh, I hope so <laughs> Do they <laughs> understand <to find> <laughs> What brunch bounds means? <laughs> I'm going to translate it Yeah French. It's like déjeuner. Like. <laughs> um but yeah i'm excited about that um we definitely want to do more west coast stuff so Mm -hmm. we we have an event out there in um we're doing uh something in june we're doing something in august as well and we want to do vegas we want to do a whole bunch of stuff yeah you know we we definitely want a whole bunch of stuff (laughs) we definitely want to do more like i want to do london i want to do uh berlin i want to do amsterdam i would love to do somewhere in asia also um, so those are the things that, you know, at this point I'm focusing on. I think that um, with The Greatest Day Ever, uh, this year was already taking another step in making it two days as opposed to one. Um, so The Greatest... Have you announced yeah, have you the location yet? We haven't announced the location Okay, yet. but tickets are on sale. Tickets are on sale at thegreatestdayever.com. Um, and I'm excited for the lineup. We have Diplo, we have Dylan Francis, The Internet, Post Malone, They... Gold Link, Kyle, Kyle.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> oh DJ Esco, DJ yeah. Esco, also
1: <laughs> Bro Safari, <Is> Anna Leno. <laughs> um, we're bringing in these dudes from Brazil that are awesome, tropical yeah, killers. Oh, West yeah. <laughs> yeah. Westside Gun and Conway also. Can, yeah. You, yeah. can Can you fit everyone into these two days? One hundred percent. Yep, definitely, man. We have so much space, and we also have uh, last two thousand. So 15 we had two amusement rides this year we have five um we have all the carnival fair also it, so it,
0: it's it's a real carnival yeah. do you have a liquor license of course <laughs> everything is <laughs> not of course yeah man we definitely but do everything yeah in tickets place. are available right now right now the greatest day ever.com yes sir and it's it's the biggest and and the best of all of them right
1: yes yeah, this is gonna be our biggest event to date
0: would you say that it's a techno overload? <laughs>
1: no, definitely not, man. It's super well balanced.
0: <laughs> it's super
1: well balanced. There's literally something for everybody. I mean, we have they in the internet, two awesome bands. Um, you know, Post and Esco and Gold Kyle, you know, it's, it's awesome. Diplo,
0: Dylan Francis, you can't. All those artists sound great, and if you brought Joe Budden, it would be the greatest <laughs> day struggle. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming over. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of A Waste of Time with It's The Real. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us and this podcast of ours and our live show on July 26th at Highline Ballroom in New York City, where can they go? You can always go to soundcloud.com slash A Waste of time. You can also go to iTunes, search for A Waste of Time with It's The Real. We are also on Spotify for our music and iTunes and Google Play, and everywhere else where you want to find music, we are there. You can also go on Instagram at It's The Real, Facebook at It's The Real, Twitter at It's The Real, Snapchat, we are It's It's The Real, and It's The Real Eric, because It's The Real was taken, and I believe that is everywhere you can find us. Yeah, Google us, It's The Real, one word, no apostrophe, no spaces. Actually, we met Memphis Bleak the other night, Yes, uh, after we saw Casanova, and Bleak, was like oh it's the real my girl and i watch that program every night and we were like well i don't think that you're watching us because (laughs) that is the women's talk show you're thinking of not so when people think that we make this stuff up it's actually true people think that we are the real Uh, we're it's the real Come see us live. Bleak? Maybe Bleak will be there. Maybe Adrian Bailon will be there. <laughs> Listen, Memphis Bleak doesn't know who we are until we spread the word, so who would you like to tell? I want to tell Randy Rodriguez, Spanish Rand hey. from Rock Nation. We saw him at the, at the show. Yes, we saw him and Casanova and Memphis Bleak all together. That's right. Um... I wanna shout him out. He's been a uh, a loyal listener and a guy who every time we see him apparently he's gonna cross the room and has not said hi. Finally we were able to say hi. Shouts to him. Really good dude. Um and uh and yeah, he really appreciates all the industry podcasts because he actually is in the industry. In the industry and in these streets. Yeah. I would like to shout out Jeff, uh Lens Anderson. At Lens Anderson on Instagram. He came to New York for... Governor's Ball. Gov Ball, And uh, he was nice enough to hit us up and say, Yo, if you guys have any time, I, have, I'm, I, I got my camera with me. I'm here taking photos. I would love to shoot you guys around the streets in New York. And we went down to Chinatown and had a dope time running around just, you know, jumping on fire hydrants going into... Yeah, people were, like, really mad that we touched a phone booth. Oh, yeah, okay. So we took a picture had a, a payphone, yeah, that still exists down in Chinatown, and everybody was like, "You need to get tetanus shots. You need to get, you know, uh, get life together." Yeah, <laughs> all that. And so, Jeff, how you feeling? My leg has gangrene, but other than that, I'm pretty good. Well, I mean, was the shot worth it, though? Shot was worth it. <laughs> shout out to Lenz Anderson. Yeah, you got to do it for the gram, He's you know? a great photographer. Um, he shot us, he shot Currency, a bunch of other people. Go check his Instagram out, at Lenz Anderson. And if you live in LA or you want to fly him out anywhere, he's a dope photographer, a dope dude. Shout out to Lenz Anderson. Guys. Uh, we're back next week. We are back next week. In the meantime, go to itsthereal.com. Get those tickets right now for the Highline Ballroom. It's The Real, a waste of time live, July 26th. Not for real, for real. I'm sure, sure. We will see you guys next week. Brrrr!